Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Greg Amzinger, lead anchor for MLB Network, was in town for last week's 77-9 route for Lindenwood of Wisconsin-Stevens Point. Greg is with us now on the Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Now, you're aware that Greg is he's tied in with the Lindenwood football program. And uh, Greg, first of all, welcome. Second of all, uh, I was wondering, and maybe you know, uh, when Lindenwood opens up with Kansas next year for the 2024 campaign, how much does Lindenwood have to pay KU as a blood donor? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I, I think it works the other way. I think Kansas writes a check to Lindenwood, and that's going to be a wonderful thing for the university. All I know is I will be debuting body paint. Oh, at <laughs> oh nice. So get ready because everyone's Instagram is going to be fire after that tailgate. So you're telling me that Kansas is buying losses? I like it. What I'm talking to you. Because listen, Randy, people will roll their eyes at this, and I know it wasn't a Division I opponent, but there's something special happening in St. Charles, Missouri. Facilities are off the charts. The stadium's gorgeous. The uniforms are like the Midwest Oregon Ducks. And I think we're going to have a really nice debut next year. We're going to have a, a returning quarterback because he already looked great in uh, day one of 2023. I think it's going to be a terrific season this year. And I, I'm not saying it's going to be an upset, but all I'm saying is don't expect a blowout in Lawrence, Kansas. I'm already <laughs> feeling something good for Lindenwood. I always love that you have bold predictions for everything. Baseball, whatever it is, yeah. you're always ready to grow, Greg. So I, I really appreciate that. Uh, speaking uh, of... Okay. I, I, I can give you a prediction of what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. Like, I have a prediction. <laughs> I love that. Well, speaking of bold predictions, there was a report coming out yesterday that the Yankees, Dodgers, and Cardinals are all possible landing spots for a prized Japanese pitcher. I'm sure everybody's talking about him. Know who he is. Uh, Shota. Emanaga, I believe is how I'm pronouncing this correctly. I know that some people maybe when I said Japanese pitcher were hoping that I was talking about another Japanese pitcher, but Shota Emanaga is a name that is coming up now, and it was interesting that I saw that the Cardinals were a possible landing spot. What do you know about him, and do you think that he would be a possible good fit for the Cardinals? I mean, in terms of dominance on the mound, he fits everything you're seeing from the other Japanese pitchers in the league right now. He's someone that can debut and be a number two or number three starter. Now, I don't think he's got the stuff and the physical dominance on the mound of Shohei Otani, but he's got plenty of swing and miss. And that is exactly what the Cardinals are looking for. They're going to have to spend big in free agency. They're going to have to bring at least two arms into that rotation, if not three. Uh, because what are we learning now? I mean, pitching is such a fickle thing. Health is everything, and people lose depth in a heartbeat. So I wouldn't be shocked if they brought in three names 
spend significant money. If you're keeping Arenado and Goldschmidt on the corners, then you might as well go all in again. And I think that's what the Cardinals are going to do. I think he'd be a great target. It's going to be a hard sign. I think he gets well over $100 million, which is way steep, and we'll see if the Cardinals want to go there. Greg, I feel like that, that they said they would get three pitchers, but I don't know where those three pitchers come from. It feels like the, the free agent market has shrunk with Shohei Otani getting hurt with what's going on with Julio Urias and, and his suspension probably impending. Where did these three starters come from? And also, if Dakota Hudson and Zach Thompson are pitching well, do you think that they feel that the need to go get, a th- to go get three starters? See, if they say they don't think they, that they, they feel the need, then it's 2023 all over again because exactly. they felt that way going into this season. Now, we like all of our young guys. We don't feel the need. If you're going to have future Hall of Fame players on, uh, on your position player roster, you've got to have significant thunder. It doesn't necessarily need to be future Hall of Famers, but you've got to have some credibility in the rotation. And and as impressive as young guys have been, and I like Thompson a lot, I I just don't think the Cardinals are going to roll in to opening day 2024 without serious strikeout potential in their one through five of a rotation. The, the the seven to eight K per nine starter just isn't going to cut it. Miles Michaels is coming back. He's under contract and that's fine and dandy. But as we're seeing the teams that have the ability to miss barrels are the teams that are going to be dominant. Uh, last night I said, I still believe the Tampa Bay Rays are going to win the world series. Why? I think Tyler Glass now is going to give us a 2014 Madison Bumgarner type of performance. Last night, he had 14 strikeouts against the Boston Red Sox, a team that needs to win every game. They're in the mix. He was dominant. And when you can swing, when you got swing and miss, you're as good as anybody. And I think the Cardinals need to invest in that. I believe they will. Is Lucas Giolito becoming more of a, a price target for St. Louis? Yes. Do they think that they can acquire him? And are they being scared away by what he's done in Anaheim and Cleveland? Possibly. But his price tag is coming down. What do you think of Blake Snell? I mean, the guy's going to win the, the ERA title probably. He could win the Cy Young. Uh, a lot of people don't trust him, but he's already won a Cy Young in his career. There's a lot of swing and miss in that left arm. There will be options for the Cardinals. Uh, it just remains to be seen how much collective money they choose to invest in this rotation. If they're really frustrated with what's gone on this year, it needs to be a huge number. Greg, Tyler Glasnow is an interesting name. His career high for innings pitched in a season is 111 and two-thirds in 2018. This year, he's pitched the most innings in a season since 2018 with 99 and two-thirds. As you mentioned, he has dominant stuff. He's going to make $25 million next year. The, the Rays aren't keeping that around. If you are in the Cardinals' shoes, if you're in Moe and Gersh's shoes, do you trade for a guy like Glass now with that level of uh, the, the lack of reliability? See, it, to me, I, I, I don't think they'll punt on trading Glass now next year. I, I don't think that is where they'll go. Uh, I think Dylan Cease is more of a realistic option for the St. Louis Cardinals. People have to recognize that when a guy goes from Cy Young candidate to an ERA over four, like Dylan Cease, so the, the scouting report, the book has been written on what to do with a pitcher that 
goes from dominant to not dominant. Ask Sandy Alcantara, who just went on the IL. He's probably not going to pitch for the rest of the year. He had one of the biggest drop-offs ever for a Cy Young contender. Essentially, when they uh, when batters see the ball spinning and he's got one of the best sliders in the game, Dylan Cease, they're not swinging. They're bailing on it because he doesn't throw it for a strike. So now no one's swinging at his best pitch. So the book's been written. He can't make an adjustment. There are options that the Cardinals can trade for. Uh, I don't think Glass now is going to be it because I, I truly believe he's going to be an October hero. I think he's going to make a name for himself uh, in the upcoming postseason for the Tampa Bay Rays. But there are guys that the Cardinals can go get. I mean, who knows? Is someone like Chris Sale a possibility? If the Red Sox decide to shed some money, he's looked good in his turn. He's mid-30s. He's throwing 95 to 97 miles an hour again. We all know he's got a Randy Johnson slider. So the Cardinals are going to get creative. But what you're going to see is a complete investment in a starting rotation that was a bit overlooked last winter. Well, when you're talking about getting creative, and you mentioned their Dylan Cease, and I think that's a name that everybody here in St. Louis is interested in, but we know that you're going to have to give up a player that is going to be hard to part part with, a puke point trade, I guess you could say. I know we talked during the trade deadline some of the names that were being brought up. Do you think that that's changed? And who do you think, when these teams are talking to the Cardinals uh, this offseason about trades, who is the one player you think is being brought up the most when teams are like, we need that guy if we're going to pull off this trade? It is, it, to me, it's an obvious answer. And John Mosellock is going to roll his eyes when he hears me say this because he knows I'm right. Nolan Gorman is the first name that pops out of every front office executive's mouth when calling the Cardinals front office. And it makes all the sense in the world. The guy's a natural third baseman. He's doing his best to play second, but he doesn't want to DH his entire career. We're not, we're not talking about a young Jim Tomey, but he could end up having – uh, really consistent 35 to 40 homer power. I mean, he's 23 years old and he's going to hit 30 home runs this year. And he hasn't been playing every single day. So if you invest every game to this guy, if he played 155 games for the Washington Nationals, because the Nationals let other guys play every day, ask Lane Thomas, former <laughs> Cardinal, how many home runs would Nolan Gorman have this year if he played every day? So I think teams are recognizing how significantly talented he is, and he doesn't have a home position. The Cardinals decided they're holding on to Nolan Arenado. He is going to be a, you know, a future Hall of Famer, and they want him wearing a Cardinal uniform in Cooperstown someday. That's an awesome thing for Cardinal fans. But Nolan Gorman's going to have to get moved. And, you, and if that's the case, you're going to get whatever pitcher you want. The Cardinals have a chip that other teams do not have. You have a 30-homer 23-year-old. How many teams can boast that and would be willing to part ways with that? To me, Nolan Gorman is the answer. Name your pitcher that you want to trade for. He can get it done. I love Nolan. I think he's got a huge future in the game, but it just doesn't look like a perfect fit right now with the Cardinals. Greg, Paul Goldschmidt will be a free agent after the 2024 season. He'll be 37. What do you think they should do with him? He loves it in St. Louis. And as long as you're keeping Nolan Arenado, you've got to keep your superstars happy with their, with their favorite wingman. And I know Goldschmidt's the MVP and Arenado did not win one, but everyone in the game knows that Nolan Arenado is the model of consistency. And while Goldschmidt has had a, it's an okay year, it's not the MVP year he had last year. And, and there are times in, in Goldie's career that he's looked lost. He's had some significant months of struggling, whereas Nolan Arenado somehow grinds through those waves. And it, it, to me, this is Arenado's team next year. It's not Goldschmidt's team, it's Arenado's team. They made the commitment to not trade him. He opted into his contract. He might be the last player ever in baseball 
football history to be a finalist for most valuable player award and not opt out of the contract. So his his loyalty to the franchise is going to be paid back. It's his team. They want to put a winner around him. He wants Goldschmidt around. It's one of his favorite teammates he's ever had. So I wouldn't be shocked to see Goldschmidt get the Yachty treatment, the Wainwright treatment, and he gets to name his own his own way out. He could write his own script, if you will. Uh, do I think Jordan Walker would be better served playing first base every day? Yeah, honestly, I do. I think Jordan Walker, on his large frame, it would help keeping him on the field to have him at first base. What the Phillies are doing with Bryce Harper makes all the sense in the world to do that with Jordan Walker. Call it like you see it now. This kid's going to be one of the centerpieces, one of the big bats of this organization for years to come. Make sure he's healthy. Make sure his knees aren't being broken down in right field or collisions with the wall. Did you see what happened last night to Adolis Garcia with the Rangers? The Rangers can't afford to lose that guy. Cardinals can't afford next year to have an injury to Jordan Walker. So it's a tough thing, man, because I love Goldschmidt a lot. But Jordan Walker is, is trending on a super stardom uh, path that the Cardinals can't overlook. Greg, two, two more things. Number one, Jordan Walker is going to be a stud right fielder. He has Jason Hayward-type tools. Uh, I think he'd be wasting his athleticism at first base. See, I, I disagree with you. I think his bat is more important than his glove. It reminds me of a conversation I had with Buster Posey. Buster was mad at me because I said he needs to play first base every day. No joke. Came up to me in Arizona in spring training. He was mad at me. And he goes, I want to be a Hall of Fame catcher. I go, I get that. But what's, what, what, what is your list of priorities? Is it number one, be a Hall of Fame catcher? Number two, help the Giants win the World Series? Or is it number one, help the Giants win the World Series? Number two, be a Hall of Fame catcher? I go, you got you to ask yourself that question. Because the only way the Giants win the World Series is if Buster Posey is their best hitter. And mm. catching is out his legs. His career got Joe Mauer. Look at his numbers. His power went down consistently up until he had that one resurgence. And why did he have that one resurgence? Well, he missed a whole year due to COVID. He didn't play. And then he was playing first base half the time. So the wear and tear on his body went away, and he could be the best hitter. They were paying him to be the best best hitter on the team. If Jordan Walker is going to have a long career with the Cardinals, he's going to sign an Albert Pujols-type extension like Albert did, his first extension with the Cardinals. And if he's going to be with the Cardinals for a decade, right, the only way that decade is a fruitful one for the St. Louis Cardinals is that Jordan Walker is their best hitter. And the only way to ensure that is to not over-boogie and overemphasize outfield defense. I can have Tommy Edmond play right field. I need Jordan Walker's butt to be in the lineup every freaking day. To me, the bat is more important than the two fly balls that go to right field in a game. Last thing, how do you like that little studio that you've been working out of a lot lately? Oh, man, do I love Studio K. I, you know, I, I guess it, it, they named it K because it's like it's just okay. You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I'm used to. I really, honestly think your studio right now in, in St. Louis that you're in right now is larger than Studio K. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's fine because it, it reminds me of being at Lindenwood. Okay, now this is before our athletic program was was hopping, right? So we didn't have we were NAIA Division Two when I went to Lindenwood. And we had to submit a tape for a play-by-play, best college play-by-play. And I won a national award. I'm bragging on myself a little bit here. With a Lindenwood women's college basketball game. And the reason I, I submitted this game was because there were seven people in the stands. I counted them. <laughs> seven people. 
So, you know what? If I can make this game sound like a national championship game right now, then I think I might be good at this. And I beat a kid from Syracuse. I beat a kid that was doing Florida, Florida State football in a packed house. I looked at Studio K as an ultimate challenge. I'm going to make this studio feel like CBS headquarters on NFL Sunday. That's my job, and I, I embrace it, Randy. I do. I love it. You do fantastic work on MLB tonight. We'll be tuned in. Thanks, as always, for the time. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you, uh, I'm sure, this weekend. All right. You guys are the best. Take care. See you, Greg. Take care. Uh, Greg Amsinger, MLB Network on 101 ESPN.